house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this because a little bit that I rushed. It felt like I rushed. That was good. I liked it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. Hey, guys. With us on the ones and two, Joseph Ascani. What's up? This episode 165, we're NCAA week six, talking NFL week five. Uh, it was a wild week last week, specifically for me in the NFL. Um, Try to complete the sweep, but fell short. We'll have to talk about that game, because that game was funky. Uh, yeah. um, it's a weird week in college football, in my opinion. The slate of games was a little a little funny, uh, but we'll dive into that. It seems we all found a, a decent few that we like. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button, YouTube TV, uh, YouTube, Big Easy Bets TV, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere. Hit the subscribe button. We appreciate it. It helps us out tremendously. The Saints suck. We lose. Uh, don't score a touchdown. I mean, I figured I would lean it off with lead it off with that, and on top of that, LSU sucks as well. Can't stop the other team from scoring a <laughs> touchdown. Let's start with the Saints. Um, Derek Carr got hurt against Green Bay. Then he made a heroic recovery and plays the following week. Um, should Derek Carr have played? What are your thoughts? I don't know. I mean, I guess. I don't know how much better the offense would have been with, with Winston, you know? Do you think his injury played a role in the performance? <clears throat> I don't think it played that big of a role. I don't think it really played much of a role at all. Yeah. That's my my personal opinion. It didn't look like he wasn't able to make a throw. There was one that he underthrew, but it's not like he's never underthrown a ball before. I... They said there was no further risk of re-injury. They felt like he could make the throw. So if there's no further risk of re-injury, why would you not play him? What do we do? You lose 26-9 to to the Buccaneers with Baker Mayfield. Baker goes for 246 yards, three touchdowns. Couldn't really stop the run. Couldn't really stop anything. Defense kind of, uh, I mean, you give up a 14-point second quarter. I mean, the defense did yeah, but, okay. I mean, <clears throat> you can't fault them too much. What, two of the touchdowns were from the red zone, right? The offense got the ball from the red zone. Like, one we fumbled. Yeah, Carr fumbled, right? No, Prentice. Prentice fumbled. Remember they called that bullshit? Oh, uh, oh, oh, on the on the, on one, the one line. Yeah. It wasn't a touchback after the interception. Yeah, okay. Like, I don't put that too much on the defense. They... No, certainly not. Yeah, so I take that back. I take that back. That's a good point. Yeah, my my brain was scattered. Now I'm fucking back in. Now I remember everything. Yeah, I don't think that was – I don't think that should – that should have been a touchback. That certainly should have been, been a touchback in my opinion. We don't fumble there because we're not running a, a fullback draw up the middle from the 20 or 25. Yeah, of course. We don't need that much room. Of so course. I don't know if – how that game goes from there, honestly. I'd really think that was the change of point in the game. Well, they came out and said 
oh, his momentum took him into the end zone. Therefore, he's down at the one. That's what the official yeah. said. Yeah. That's yeah. not the rule. That's the opposite of the rule. If his momentum takes him into the end zone, it's a touchback. Meaning, like, if you catch it at the one and you fall, it's not a safety. Right. That's the whole point of the yeah. rule. Whoever came over, the, the head official on the broadcast came over and was like, this should be a touchback. Yeah. How are we fucking that up? As uh, soon as we got it, I was like, I, was, I, I think I even tweeted out, I was like, let's fucking go. Like, yeah. that was huge. I had no thought of, like, oh, we're on the one-yard line. Yeah. That should have been a touchback. I did immediately when they made that call. I was like, that's a big call. To that's literally the one. rule is your momentum carried you into the end zone. Therefore, it is not a safety. It is a touchback. Not it's down at the one because he yeah. wasn't down at the one. Exactly. So, yeah, that was a huge turn of events. But the opening drive, I think it was the opening drive, we come out and we're marching. Yep. As usual. What was the fucking double reverse <laughs> bullshit? The hand off the car. Why? Pete, it, this is very, you could use the example of like where we're at politically right now. We have all these old fucking has-beens trying to make decisions for the country. We have an old fucking has-been trying to make decisions for the offense. Get Pete Carmichael the fuck out of town. Send him to Denver because Sean Payton will take him to be an offensive analyst. Send him the fuck to Denver with Traquan Smith. They should have been on the same bus. I don't understand. It's not happening. I What? DA is, we're not going to make changes. We hear what you're saying. We're upset as you are, but we're not going to make changes. Yeah, if Dennis Carm- if <laughs> Dennis, Carm- <laughs> I'm fucking so pissed. If Dennis Allen doesn't want to make changes, then he and we just continue to do the same yeah. thing, and it's reminiscent to last year. Then this will be his final yeah, year as a head coach in the too. NFL. Yeah, yeah so, DA's done after this. No if doubt. they don't make the team is fucking. Dis- you have weapons on yep. weapons on weapons. Understand the offensive line, blah, blah, blah. The offensive line probably wasn't that spectacular when we had Drew Brees. He was just really fucking good at getting the ball out. You can make an offensive line look a lot better if you take two seconds, you drop back, and you find the open guy. Or if you can read the defense and go through your reads. I don't understand why you line up Taysom Hill, a dynamic runner, who had, I think he averaged 10 fucking yards a carry last week against Green Bay. Why do you line him up to take the snap and hand it to Derek Carr with a sprained AC joint? Not that he's ever a threat to run whether his shoulder's healthy or not. They didn't bite on it for a second. I just don't understand. I feel like Pete Carmichael thinks like, I'm about to fucking get deep in my bag on this one. I'm about to get him. Uh, And we're going to call a fucking handoff to Derek Carr. And then he's going to flip it to Alvin Kamara. And nobody on the right side of the the line is going to block. And then we're going to get a loss of six and completely kill a drive that we were marching down the field on. And another thing. If it's third and fucking five or four or three, can we shoot to get five yards? Have you noticed that? Yeah. Every fucking third and short, they throw it deep. I don't understand. You take the deep shots on second and short because then if you don't get it, oh, what do you know? It's still third and short. The one down the left sideline, it wasn't even remotely open. So that means we're going, okay, we're going to take a deep shot down the left sideline. If it's not there, just fucking throw it far. And then plays dead. I don't understand the logic behind the play calling. I don't understand the the lack of utilizing your weapons that you have at your disposal. Pete Carmichael Carmichael needs to get the fuck out of town. He should have left last year. He should have been gone. 
Yeah, it was the biggest concern coming into the year. It was yeah. Like, what's our biggest weakness? Biggest it's like weakness is coaching. coaching. Yep. Yes. Because yep. yeah. our head coach is a moron and the play caller. I give Dennis Allen credit that the his side of the ball is buttoned up and handles business, though. So yeah, but he's in charge but of yes, the entire team. Yes, yes, and you're you're allowing Pete Carmichael to go out there. And last year was the same thing. We had struggles. Yeah, with a good defense. Yeah, I just we consistently kill drives because we want to get cute randomly. I just don't understand why th- this overthinking in the NFL of like, okay, we're running it down their fucking throat. It's working. Let's do a quadruple reverse and fucking flea flicker and try to catch them deep. It's like, why don't you just do it until, okay, maybe it's not working so much, but they're selling out on the run now because we keep running it down their throat. Now the passing game's open a little bit more. I just, oh, dude, it makes me so mad because it's so ironic that we wasted an incredible offense with a shitbag defense that now we're going to waste an incredible defense with a shitbag offense. The last two years, three years. Yep. I would say, I mean, Pete Carmichael should have been fired. Um, but yeah, it, they all just get up there and it's the same old song and dance of like, we're, we're going to get, we're, we're working on it. We're working on it. It's like you're doing the same thing. Over and over. And I want to see somebody get fucking mad on the sidelines. Start screaming. Grab Pete Carmichael by his fucking face. <laughs> like like Billy Madison. Cherish it. Cherish your job, Pete. Because you're not going to fucking have one next year. And then LSU. It was a horrible week for uh, Louisiana football. Yeah. We bet LSU. Yes. <laughs> that was the worst part about it. Yes. That's my log of the week. (laughs) And I needed that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. No, I mean, I didn't think Ole Miss would be able to really stop us. I didn't think that we would get into an absolute track meet shootout. I didn't think we would score 49 points. I thought it was a possibility, but I did think that our defense would come up with a couple big plays. Yeah, I thought we would make more than they would. I thought we would get to the quarterback at some point to to kill drives. Madhouse and Pete Carmichael should be buried in the same coffin. Yeah, I think it's the players for LSU. We have some pieces of shit. Yeah, they're definitely soft as fuck. They suck bad. They're the worst I've ever seen on an LSU team. It's, it's like there's a general – first of all, they don't know their responsibility. There's guys wide open, and then it's like there's a few plays out there where there's guys running the open field and nobody's pursuing the ball carrier. We talk about missed tackles. They had like something like 300 yards of offense after a missed tackle, and this game is like the guys have to pursue the ball. So I don't know. For LSU, it's to me, it's a little bit less a coaching – and more of a personnel issue, especially, you know, you lose Greg Brooks, a veteran presence in a secondary, and then that's our biggest weakness. We have guys I don't even know out there. Yeah. No, th- this is like the first time that I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. Who Who is that? I understand 2019, we lost so many players after the 2019 season. Going into 2020, we lost so many players to the draft and, and, and or the transfer portal. Um but it's like, dude, Denver Harris has got to be the most overrated. I was hammered. I went home and made that video. <laughs> I was hurt, dude. Um, Denver Harris is a piece of shit on the football field. I don't understand. 
Yeah, when he was getting mossed by Grambling is when I was like, yeah. <laughs> but then Judkins, dude, we're going to let Judkins run through our chest on every play. No one wants to make a tackle. Yeah, yeah that's a big thing. It's like there seems like there's a lack of effort. Yeah. It's like Which tackling is like, comes down to effort. There's technique and stuff involved with it, but at the end of the day, it's like it so, takes effort to get another grown man to the ground. Sell the fuck out. Get him on the ground. It, and you wouldn't really necessarily expect it from Brian Kelly's team. I would think. Where are you at on Brian Kelly? I don't know. I mean, we'll see how they respond, but overall, yeah, not only are they playing bad and we're we're not as talented as we normally are, but the lack of effort, like I said, with tackling, but also mm-hmm. with the pursuit of the <laughs> ball, it's like it's like guys are jogging behind the play when yeah. fucking Ole Miss is running for 70-yard touchdowns. It's like, yeah, it's like we clearly we can't play zone defense. The linebackers cannot play zone defense. That's that was that first sixty-three yard touchdown. I don't know. They're just standing there like that as the ball's going right over his head. Like I It's like you gotta chase the fucking guy who has the football. Yeah, but and yeah, gen, could generate no pressure. Mason Smith is the ultimate letdown in terms yeah. of hype. No, no pressure. Wingo is is a grown ass man. But even he didn't do shit the other night. That I saw. Yeah, nobody did shit. They Why are we not playing Womack? Bodied. Why is Womack, Womack not playing? Yeah, I saw that. He got zero snaps, huh? None. Yeah. Was was looked great yeah, the I week don't. before. I don't understand. It was strange last year when, in the beginning of the year, Harold Perkins wasn't playing a lot. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, yeah. it's like, we but, don't have guys. No, yeah, well, well, Brian Kelly came out and he was like, well, he's still learning. What is everybody else fucking doing? Yeah, they're not fucking doing shit. You act like they're, they're the knowledgeable. Saddest, the saddest part is, is like, this is the best LSU offense of our lifetime other than 2019. Yeah. Yeah. It might be the second best LSU offense there's ever, ever been. Jaden Daniels, it's exactly and what it's we said. And it's all for nothing because our defense I know. is non-existent. It's what we said in the preseason coming in. It used to be like, it was just, at least for me, it was like a given. LSU's defense is going to yeah. be good. They're going to be a dominant defense. We just got to be able to manufacture some offense. We always had skill position players, no quarterback, really. Um, We said coming into this year that Jaden Daniels was going to have a Heisman Trophy caliber season. He's having a Heisman Trophy caliber season. He's fucking good. Yeah, he is. I thought he played great. Like, no, compared to the throws that Dart had to make, then compared to the throws that Daniels had to make to keep LSU in the game, it's not even comparable. And Daniels and the had fucking final oh, throw. The final throw. Hit yeah. the guy in the goddamn hands. 17. Yeah. Dude, it's infuriating. It really is. I, this is why I couldn't be a football coach. Like, I was watching the Giants game last night. When that dude tried to field the punt like that, did you see the muff punt? Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I would be like, hey, come talk to me, bud. And I'd grab him by his fucking helmet and <laughs> rip it off. I would take his helmet, I would throw it into the stands, I'd say, you don't fucking need it, and I would take a clipboard and slam it across his face and say, take stats, bitch. They might have did that. Mm, Adoree Jackson was in immediately (laughs) right after that. Well, when you see him try to catch the pun like that, it's like, okay, he's a fucking (laughs) lost cause. Um, No, so it it was a brutal week for Louisiana football. Um, Obviously, the Saints season isn't over, but there needs to be drastic improvements immediately. We do have a very weak schedule. We set it coming in. But still, I mean, there's nothing to be proud of from that offensive effort. And then LSU season's done. We're fighting for a, bowl, a, a good bowl game now. I mean, you still have one at SEC loss, so. I mean, there's no way we're getting in the college football playoff. No, Maybe but if this was next season. No, yeah. It's a, it's a long shot. 
I mean, we'd have to beat Bama. We'd have to beat Georgia if they even get there. We'll have to talk about that later. Um, but that's what I said in my videos. Like, who's going to fucking win the SEC? Mizzou? Yeah, Georgia will probably win. I'm sure. Or fucking Bama. Yeah, or Texas A&M. Or A&M. Max Johnson, baby. We thought we got rid of one man's trash was another man's treasure. I mean, I can't say that because Jaden Daniels is playing spectacular. <laughs> um, yeah, um, Johnson will be third string on our team. Yeah, no, it's it has nothing to do with the offense. Malik Neighbors is a grown-ass man. He looks fantastic. Uh, I thought Logan Diggs was running the ball well. I think he's – Joseph said it. I, I We've talked about it before. He's definitely asserted himself as the number one running back. Emery looked decent, though, too. He, he runs hard. Uh, n- no – a guy who hasn't really been getting a lot of touches, who is also really good, maybe looking towards the future, is the guy um, Jackson. I forget his first name. Twenty-eight. He'd been returning the kickoffs yeah, yeah. for us. Okay, I know you're talking about Caleb Jackson. Yeah. Um, but running back, which was a weakness, seems like it, they're figuring might, it out. In the future, we might have some players. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like Logan Diggs has asserted himself as a quality oh, yeah, he's running a back good player. Yeah. So it is so fucking annoying, dude, because I don't know. I mean, season's over. Pack it in. Um, all right, what else? Um, I don't really have much. Oh, did you see Rodney Harrison? Uh-uh. <laughs> you probably saw it. I did see it. He was, he was like, all over Christmas. Rodney Harrison's an ass clown. <laughs> Rodney Harrison, after the game... At, I tweeted it out. It's funny. Like, with America, when you stink, we'll laugh at you. Like, ha he fucking stinks. But it's like, when whenever you, like, actually fucking lay it all on the line and somebody talks shit about you, we'll, like, rally around you. Zach Wilson, if he's, if Zach Wilson is ever going to be worth a shit, it's going to start right now. The team is going to rally around Zach Wilson. Rodney Harrison was up there interviewing Chris Jones, and he was like, Hats off to Chris Jones because he was like, yeah, no, Zach's a great player. Like, he, he's doing some good things. And Rodney Harrison's like, a great player? He's fucking trash. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. He, yeah, that's basically what he was saying. I'm paraphrasing for sure. But he was like, when you watched his tape, like, you had to be thinking, like, this guy's garbage. Like, that's almost exactly what he said. And Chris Jones, he was trying to bait Chris Jones. Yeah, he said garbage yeah. for sure. He was trying to bait Chris Jones into being like, yeah, Zach Wilson fucking stinks. And he wouldn't do it. He was like, he's a starting quarterback in the NFL, basically. Like he's a good, he's a good player, and everybody was like dogging Rodney Harrison because oh, yeah. it was weird. It felt like there was an ulterior motive there. Like he was being, you're 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 an analyst. You're on the desk. Like they're not, you're not on a talk show right now. You're just talking about what happened in the game. You're not here to give your opinion that this guy fucking sucks. <laughs> like they nearly won against the Chiefs. Um, I don't know. I thought it was weird. Like I said, credit to Chris Jones. But Rodney Harrison's a clown. If there's ever a chance for Zach Wilson to make it, he won't. But if he did and was going to, it starts right now. The team's going to rally around him. It's one of those, like, you can talk shit. Like, you can talk shit about your brother, but if somebody else does, it's like, well, shut the fuck up. Yeah, the just before this, the whole Jets hated Zach Wilson. Of course. <laughs> I'm like, of course. You're a fucking guy, Nick. But he left it all out yeah. there. He Nobody didn't... fucking talks shit about you. Exactly. Us. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> fucking think you stink. But they can't. No, it, it's it's that exact scenario, though. You don't get to talk shit about him. They're the That's their family, whatever you want to fucking call it. I think, especially with those questionable flags and shit towards the end, 
it, it, Salah's going to have locker room material. He's going to be able to rally the troops and have have bulletin board uh, material to get the guys going. So if Zach Wilson's ever going to be worth a shit, it's going to start right now. Mark my words. Um, That's really all I got. Hey, what else is going on? Anything before we get into the recap? Not really. All right. We will recap um, a tough week in college football. Nearly a much better week for me than what it was. But um, where did you go? Uh, two and one. Two and one? Yeah. Okay. So that's another quality week. Um, what was your one loss? My lot. What was it? The over in the Kansas and Texas ah, game. Okay. All right. So what is your overall record then? Uh, 14 and six, two and four on my locks. Okay. 14 and six is very good. Um, I started my week off with Utah, Oregon state under 45. This was an easy, no sweat winner. Then we fast forwarded to Saturday, Florida plus three. I did not expect Ray Davis and Kentucky to run all over Florida the way that they did. I didn't think that that was going to be the way that Florida lost this game. If they lost, they got dominated. I think Davis had North of 200 rushing yards was a grown man. Uh, bad pick. Notre Dame, Duke over 52. Also another bad pick. Hats off to the Duke defense. I've been high on Duke. I was low on Duke coming into the year in regards to the strength of their schedule. I felt like their their win total, um, I, I think I took the under there, that they're just playing much tougher competition than the year before. But Riley Leonard's a great quarterback, uh, and they've got guys all over the field. They've done a really good job over there. This was a show of the defenses for sure. Neither team could really get anything going offensively. Over 52 never had a shot. Oregon minus 27 against Stanford. Started slow, 6 nothing in the second quarter. Oregon was losing. They turned it on. Uh, I blew them out of the water. I don't know if Stanford scored again. Uh, it was like 40-something to 6. So easy cover there for Oregon. UAB two-lane over 57. This one was a dogfight because this was projected well to hit the over by a mile at halftime. And then the second half bullshit that always likes to happen in these games started happening. Tulane turned the ball over inside the 10-yard line going into score. They turn it over. UAB recovers later on. I'm like, okay, no problem. We're all right. Uh, there was a missed field goal. Then UAB has the ball on the one-yard line for the over. And he goes to stretch it over the goal line and fumbles it into the end zone. Tulane recovers. And at this point, I'm about to snap. Um, fast forward later on in the game, a minute to go, fourth and like six. Tulane, instead of trying to kick the field goal when their kickers already missed one, they just said, fuck it, and threw it to the end zone and he caught it. And we hit the over by one point. It was fantastic. Um, it was the highlight of my weekend, for sure. LSU minus two was the lock of the week. It's a bad pick. I apologize. Got to pick it up in the locks, for sure. Um, I didn't think the defense was going to get steamrolled to the extent that they did. The offense handled their job. 49 points should be enough to win a game by two points against Ole Miss. So it is what it is. We move on. We move forward. Final pick of the night, Fresno State minus 24. This was a tough one. So we obviously were watching the LSU game. We were drinking. I don't drink often. I was back on the couch watching Fresno. And then something happened where I felt like I just like got up to go use the bathroom. And then I'm like watching TV. I'm like, this is the longest fucking commercial ever. And I checked my phone and the game was over. <laughs> I said, what the fuck happened, dude? Um, and then I went back and... 
saw the damage that was done. There was a safety with two minutes to go and a touchdown with 12 seconds to go. Mm. And they just missed the cover. A safety with two minutes to go. I think it was 29. So it was 29 to two at that point. And then Nevada, shitbag Nevada's horrible offense that didn't do anything all night, marches down and scores a touchdown with 12 seconds to cover. So we were three and four, should have been four and three, really could have been five and two if LSU would have handled their business. Those are two games that are right there on the fringe. I said I felt like I could have been reaching with Fresno a little bit, but they they did enough to cover the game up until the very end, and you get beat, you get burned with the backdoor cover. This was a week that it was a losing week, three and four, very nearly could have been five and two, yeah. and it would have been collectively my best week of the year by far. Uh, but that brings me to 16, 17, and two. Two and four in my locks of the week. We got to pick it up in that category for sure. You had an uncharacteristically down week. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this was some fucking bullshit. <laughs> All right. Mm. I started off with Cincinnati. Cincinnati yep. plus one. Look here. Just here's some stats from the box score. First downs, Cincinnati had 26. BYU had 17. On third down efficiency, Cincinnati was 9 of 18. BYU was 4 of 11. Total yards, Cincinnati had 498 to BYU's 295. BYU wins the game by 8 points. <laughs> I don't know. There was a couple of explosive plays in here, a couple of to- turnovers that kind of changed momentum. and This was a frustrating game because I just felt like Cincinnati was way better. Yeah, they just made the, the critical mistakes. Just, I think you said that. I think he texted that during the game. Like, if, if you don't cover here, this is going to be one of the more yeah. frustrating Well, I was watching it. I try to watch every game. I try to watch as many as I can. Um, I had my game that night, but then yours was an hour after mine. So I was watching both. And, no, I mean, it, it was Emory Jones as a quarterback Cincinnati, right? Yeah. Yeah. Throws the pick six. Yeah, in the beginning. Well, wasn't there someone special teams, too? The, the muff punt. Yep. The muff punt, you get, that was late in the game. You get the stop you needed. They have a chance to go down and tie it up if they can field the punt. Guy fumbles it, muffs the punt inside the red zone. So, yeah, I mean, this is one of those. That's what, yeah, that's exactly what I said. Like, this is essentially a throwaway game. This was like, there is a there is an aspect of luck. It's a gamble for a reason. You can make the correct analysis, which in this case it was. It's statistically, they pretty much... Dominated in oh, every they category. They won this game by fucking three touchdowns. And if they play again, they probably do. This is just one of those throwaway, like, it is what it is. What can you do? Yeah. Type of games. Um, The Syracuse team total under 22 and a half. If you listen to me break down this game, you might have been convinced to bet Clemson minus seven like Joseph was. Unfortunately, I was too dumb to do that. So I only won one bet here. Um, LSU minus two. We broke it down. Tough loss. Georgia, minus 14 and a half. This was my lock of the week, and I was also on the Auburn team total under 15 and a half. Looking at the box score here, third down efficiency for Georgia was 8 for 13. That only led to 27 points. Auburn was 2 for 12. Somehow they only passed the ball for 88 yards and scored 20 points in this game. The biggest takeaway here was the the, the success that Auburn had running the football They ran it 43 times for 219 yards, averaging 
5.1 yards per rush, uncharacteristic from the Georgia defense that we're used to. Um, that was the biggest thing here. Auburn kind of took control of this game in the beginning, and then <clears throat> Georgia kind of had a scratch and claw back to win by seven. But, yeah. It is what it is. It's a bad week. We move on. We move forward. Anytime I bet on a team against a team and they go two for 12 on third down, I'm like, fucking cash money. Yeah. If you were to tell me Auburn was going to go two for 12 on third down before this game started, I'd have fucking asked everybody I knew to borrow a thousand fucking dollars and bet <laughs> on Georgia and his football game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Deceiving stats for sure. So. It is what it is. It's a down week. There's never a better time to – I mean, it's a, another quality week for Joseph. He's You're living out your slumdog millionaire year so <laughs> far. We'll see if you can maintain it. Um, there's never a better time to hop on the train than after a down week. A lot of people make that mistake. They go, oh, they didn't do great. I'm not listening to them. And then we win all of our bets and they lose theirs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shooting my gun this week. Oh, yeah? No, no more being triggered. Bullets in the chamber? Yeah. Well, I'm interested because we've got football Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then obviously NFL Sunday. But we're talking college football right now, and we'll get into the picks. Um, let's see. Does anybody have Wednesday night football? I don't. I don't think so. Do you? No. Well, I do. Okay. <laughs> I historically dominate Wednesday night football, and there's no. Other way to go. I said I was done with them. I've taken my time. I'm back, baby. The Saints suck. LSU sucks, but we have New Mexico State. We're Aggies this weekend. New Mexico State minus six and a half versus the FIU Panthers. Jerry Kill's going to have the boys ready to go. It's just a matter of defense in this one. Diego Pavia, he will fucking stink it up. But maybe he won't this time. I'm relying on the defense of New Mexico State. I'm relying on the inability of FIU to stop the run. New Mexico State's going to run it down their goddamn throat. We're going to be Aggies this week. Saints are dead. LSU's dead. Wednesday night football. New Mexico State minus six and a half to get our week started off right. And you can fact check me. You can go back. I dominate Wednesday football. I, this isn't Maction, but Maction's on the horizon. And I dominate Maction too. Yeah, this is USA. They they're gonna start playing games regularly on. Uh... We're gonna have Tuesday games next week. Yeah, I mean MTSU Jacksonville State. Nobody's on that. Starting tomorrow, I think we go fifty consecutive days with a football game. Oh wow! Yeah, fifty straight days of action. I'm quitting. I'm quitting drinking. Oh yeah. Yeah. Why is that? Causing me to lose bets, I think. Oh yeah. <laughs> I told you while we were watching the LSU game, I was like, I hate this shit. I thought it was a jerking off, but I think it's a drinking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can go back to one, just quit the other yeah. night. Um, no, I, I'm not on Jacksonville State, Middle Tennessee. Okay. He's a Middle Tennessee guy. Yeah, not anymore. Especially <laughs> <laughs> if you're running double reverses at your own 10. Uh, Thursday, anybody have anything? No. Are you going to take them? Who, Tech? No. It's tempting. I would consider. I would lean tech without question. Because Western Kentucky, you just look click on ESPN and you can see they only average three hundred eighty two yards of offense, but then they allow four hundred seventy two. So this is a team that's three and two, but I think they're yeah they're being outgained by nearly a hundred yards a game. Yeah, which is like doesn't typically. And then to they're laying two. nearly a touchdown on the road. 
I mean, you know I love Smoke Harris. That dude's a problem. I think he took a punt to the house last week. That was a big time because I'm on Louisiana Tech's over win total. That was a big time had-to-have-it game against UTEP. That was only a one-point spread. They win 24-10. to 10. Are you thinking we should do it? I typically dedicate Thursdays to NFL. I'll do it if you do it. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm down. If we're sending shots this week, we can send shots. Yeah, I'm going to take Louisiana Tech. Getting, let's see. what. Let's see. That's definitely the way I would lean. And, and honestly, if Bachmeyer's back, great. I would almost rather um, Turner. Yeah, they say the other guys aren't playing bad. No, I'm down. Let's, LA Tech plus six and a half. Yeah, lock it up at home. Um, let's see. All right, we go to Friday. Does anybody have Friday? Two games. Nothing? Nope. Yeah, I got him. What I got doing? a game. Let's hear it. Nebraska at Illinois, three and a half point spread over unders, 43 and a half. Nebraska's offense struggled early on this year with Jeff Sims at quarterback. Good, uh, good luck for Nebraska. Jeff Sims got hurt. Um, the one thing they were able to do, though, was run the ball, allowing a stuff rate of only 14% and averaging 3.4 line yards per rush. They have the 13th ranked rushing offense in the nation. Averaging two hundred nine rushing yards per game. Like I said, I don't think I don't think Jeff Sims is coming back. I don't know why they would even want him back. Um, sprained ankle. He was supposed to be out four to six weeks. In steps Heinrich Heiberg, mm-hmm. a big fucking German guy. Um, he's not he's not that good at throwing either though. <laughs> <laughs> but he can. But he can run. Um, Illinois team defense ranks 95, 95th in the nation. Um, they can't stop the run, only stuffing 10% of opponents' runs, allowing 3.6 line yards per rush. You wonder, like, what what is Illinois going to do here? Do they sell out and stack the box to try to stop the run and hope that Nebraska can't exploit their secondary? I think even if they do that, Illinois' secondary has kind of been depleted from – after the last year's draft, they really don't have the talent they did last year. So I think Nebraska might be able to take advantage of some explosive plays through the passing game as well. I'm going to go ahead and take Nebraska plus three and a half. Okay. <clears throat> you don't have anything for Friday, Joseph? No. All right. We look ahead to Saturday. Let's talk about it. The Red River shootout. Red River rivalry. What should it be called? It used to be the Red River shootout. That was way easier. Yeah, well, they, I think it was the Red River rivalry, but they changed it to the shootout so people could say it. But then they came back. Now I saw a graphic where it's the rivalry again. Well, you can't say shoot. Well, it's been the rivalry for a couple years. Yeah. Because you typically struggle saying it every year. Or the shootout, you think? Can't say that anymore. Yeah. They might have been singing the showdown, too. I've never heard that. I have never heard that ever. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. Either way, you've got number 12 ranked Oklahoma taking on number three ranked Texas in the Cotton Bowl. Texas is six and a half point favorites. The over-under sits at 60. Give or take. You may be able to find a better number. Are you on it? I'm on side and total. No way. We talked about this, actually. Yeah. I gave you a comment while we were... Granted, I was drinking. Yeah. Yeah, Logan thought that the, he was saying that he would like Oklahoma getting a touchdown or more. I thought that the spread would be over a touchdown. I thought it would be closer to 10 points. So, obviously, I'm taking Texas minus six. Mm-hmm. 
Texas might be the best team in the country. Texas defensively has been impressive so far this year. Really, really impressive with a stuff rate of 24%, only allowing two and a half line yards per rush. Here's the big thing with Texas. Points per opportunity, they're only allowing two points per opportunity. So every time an opponent crosses their 40-yard line, the opponent on average isn't even getting a field goal. My bad, that's me. Stupid-ass ESPN. <laughs> um, but Oklahoma... Wait, on say the, that again? Break that down? Every time they pass the 40? Yeah, so a, an opportunity is categorized as every time the opposing team crosses your 40-yard line, which means they're getting into the green zone, the scoring territory. So they're, okay. they're, okay. they're averaging less than a field goal. Yeah, two yes. points. Yes, gotcha. Um, and then on passing downs, they're only allowing a 24% success rate. Oklahoma, though, they have similar statistics defensively, although I don't think that they have faced the caliber of offenses that Texas has faced as well. Um, two points per opportunity, the same as Texas. Stuff rate, really good. 33%. They're stuffing 33% of opponents' runs. That's incredibly good. I think the biggest thing that comes down to here is Quinn Ewers versus uh, Dylan Gabriel. Yeah. Who do you trust to make the plays? I, I trust Ewers. I think a lot of people trust Ewers. That's why you see Texas as nearly a touchdown favorite. Um, I'm going to lay the six with Texas. I, I think these defenses, though, are a little bit underrated, so I'm going to go with the under 60 and a half as well. That's what I'm on. I'm taking the under. Um, if I can get a touchdown, I will take Oklahoma, though. It'll be the first time we go opposites. It's just I do like Dylan Gabriel. I've talked about Dylan Gabriel for years. I, I felt like last year there was value on him as a Heisman Trophy guy. Um, started out. Uh, he's shown flashes. He's certainly capable. This season, he's off to a great start. I'll be, I'll be at the competitions not with Texas has faced. Obviously, going on the road to Alabama. Ewers has shown you. He'll get it done there. Dylan Gabriel, who's the best team that they've played on the road in Cincinnati? Yeah, uh, SMU at home. Iowa State. Left. So the best teams that they've played. When you look at it, and this is kind of why I lean under because, I mean, we talked about it with you last week. It's a good Texas defense, for sure. Probably the best defense that they've had in recent memory. I couldn't tell you the last time they've had a better one. They played Cincinnati. Oklahoma scored 20 points. They played SMU. They scored 28 points. Their numbers are a little bit inflated. Um, granted, Iowa State. Haven't seen a lick of Iowa State. I would assume their defense is still decent. Uh, I know their offense is trash. They dropped 50 on Iowa State. But they scored 73 points against Arkansas State. They scored 66 points against Tulsa. That's going to inflate your numbers through the roof against much subpar competition. That doesn't mean anything in regards to going to play Texas at a neutral site location. Um, and a huge game with huge implications. I'm going to take the under 60 and a half as well. But I do like Gabriel. I, I, and I do... I don't think Venables has all the guys, like the talent that he's going to have in the near future, but I do like his ability to scheme up. That also plays under the under. I like his ability to scheme up and at least kind of maintain um, against Texas. I don't see a seven currently, so I'm not going to take it. Um, let's see. Yeah, no sevens are available. So, yeah, I'll go just under 60 and a half. This is one of those where, like, you got to start thinking not like an idiot, and your first thought is like, hmm. Those quarterbacks, that's going over. It's like, no, nah, it's probably these are good. This is when you got to actually like dive into it, and not look at it at face value. So, this one, this is an under game for sure, in my opinion. Um, 
But we've seen crazy shit in these games. Yeah, overtimes. Kennedy Brooks. Yeah. Never forget it. Um, You're not on this, Joseph? Oh, yeah. Oh, you are? Yeah. Okay, What is uh, which side are you on? Longhorns minus six, under 60 and a half. So that's two of your three? No, I just added the under. Fuck. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? We've talked Hold about on. this. Hold on now. We've talked love about it. this. I love it. I love hearing y'all talk about the under. I absolutely love it. Now, I'm already on the Longhorns minus six. That that was one of my plays. Yeah. Everything, like, I could, I can't say it again because he just said everything that I have written pretty much. Yeah. Y'all yeah. both did. But let's get our first consensus. Yeah, that's true. Let's do it right now. That's true. This is the game where we get our first consensus. What was one of y'all's biggest games these past couple of years? This game. Yeah. Electric. Let's yeah. do it again. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. That, I that'll, know. I know with the ads. All right. I get it. 0-2, whatever. Well, there's just been times where it's like, that's why I said I'm not adding because I didn't have it. Like I added, um, who was it? Bama? I think it was Bama. Yeah. Didn't go well. It's just kind of one of those like, but yeah, no, we can turn that. We can turn the tides. Let's turn it right now. We can turn the tides. This is gonna be a good week. I do have a good feeling don't about get this. Don't get wrong. Week. I was already on the Longhorns minus six. Yeah, right. I saw you write it down. <laughs> um, all right, we will carry on into Saturday. Does anybody have another eleven o'clock game? Early game. You touching LSU? Lay them. <sighs> Fuck no, I'm not going back to it. Probably should, but I mean, I mean, when realistically, you get <laughs> like that, it's like yeah. Fuck that, dude. That was torture. That was the worst. Because they gave you just that little bit of hope. Like, oh, shit, we're up, what was it, nine? If we can get one stop? No. Mm. Not a shot. Um. So, no? Nobody has another 11? No, I just, mine are later. Okay. Um. Go ahead. What's your next Saturday game? Um. I do have a sneaky good feeling about this week. I do. Texas State at UL. UL's one-point favorites over under sitting at 69.5. Both of these teams can score. UL ranks 21st in the nation in scoring offense, averaging 35.3 points per game. And Texas State ranks 23rd in the nation in points per game, averaging 35. These defenses aren't really good either. I, I understand why this the total is this high. I just think it's too high. Um, so I'm going to go under 69 and a half. UL's defense is a little bit better than Texas State, though. Texas State's offense is probably a little bit better than UL's. Um, so I don't know. This is kind of a risky one, but it's just like where a, I think a number's a little too high. Okay. <clears throat> Statistic-wise, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought I saw a couple stats where UL's defense is higher up there in the nation. Obviously – competition they're decent them. but um, they've not been playing they give bad. up some points yeah you know they've been hanging in with people who they just play last week um quality minnesota win. yeah quality yeah they hung in there for a little oh, bit no, they Thir- ended yeah. up losing huh yeah they lost 35 yeah. to 24 yeah. Yeah. um they were up from what i remember but they beat uab uab is a good team they beat them 42 to 21 we just saw uab yeah. hang in there with tulane they were uab had a chance in that game if they don't fumble on the one i think they tie the game in the fourth quarter so that that's a quality uh, a quality team for sure. Yeah, UL they have a weakness uh, against explosive pass plays, but overall okay. passing success of the opponents is only twenty two percent on passing down. So yeah. I don't know. You just hope for a few stops, mm-hmm. so it yeah. doesn't get to seventy points. Right. Uh, Syracuse, North Carolina. Is anybody on it? No. 
No, I was looking at it for a while. I just couldn't. I'm going to take the there. over 59 and a half. I don't have a strong, like, I don't have a ton to give you in this one. I really, really was close to laying the points with the Tar Heels. I don't know that Syracuse is, I understand the defensive statistics are not really bad. Drake May, if they can just give him time, I have my worries in this one. This was I have one reach every week. This is probably it. Um, it's almost like a mix of like I want to watch the game. I want to get eyes on, which I've, I've seen both of them, obviously. But I think I'm going to take the over, 59 and a half. Syracuse is pretty good at getting to the quarterback. Honestly, both sides are. Um, North Carolina's numbers are a little inflated because they ragdolled uh, South Carolina's offensive line early in the year, I think week one. I think Schrader, with his ability to make moves out of the pocket, he's going to have to do that. I think he's going to find a little bit of success, but I think Drake May and North Carolina are going to put some points up on the board in this one. I'm going Syracuse, North Carolina, over 59.5. Going to be 70 degrees, perfect football weather, no no rain as far as I can tell. Uh, so we're going to put some points up on the board in that one. What is – so you only have – you have one and then your lock? Yeah. What's your one? Uh, Arkansas at Ole Miss. I'm going to take the over 62-and-a-half here. Uh, this is an Arkansas defense giving up 34 points in back-to-back weeks against LSU and A&M, and we just saw what Ole Miss did to our defense, uh, putting up 55 points. But in that same game, we saw Ole Miss, very, very, very susceptible defense as well, give up 49 points to us. Now, granted, we're a better offense, I think, than Arkansas, but they're still averaging 28 points per game. Ole Miss, obviously, still averaging 43 points per game. So I see a lot of points in this game, again, with Ole Miss. So I'm going to take the over 62.5. Okay. Um, what's your next one for Saturday? How many more total do you have before your lock? One. I thought you just said you had, like, how many plays have we given out? I you said I you had... I've given out a lot of plays. Okay. <laughs> well, then. I think you had a double doozy or two, huh? Yeah, one. I'll do um, <clears throat> I'll do one then because I have, I have two more than my lock. We're gonna go to. I'm gonna go to Michigan against Minnesota. I'm gonna lay the 19. Um, I feel like it was. All the talk was about how Michigan wasn't covering the spread. I think they started out 0 and 4. They just throttled Nebraska last week. A Nebraska team that. Should have beat Minnesota. Or no, I'm sorry. Well, whatever. It was 13 to 10. Uh, yeah, no, Minnesota ended up winning late. A Nebraska team that should have beat Minnesota. Michigan just throttled them. I think we see a very eerily reminiscent game in this one. Um, Michigan's 19-point favorites. I don't see a path for Minnesota to find the end zone more than once. I, I don't see them scoring two touchdowns in this game. I don't think it's enough points. I'm taking Michigan minus 19. Are you on this one? No. Which way would you lean? Um, I wouldn't bet on Minnesota again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have one more and then my lock. So you can go with your one more. Um, Kentucky at Georgia. I'm doing it again. Georgia's 14-point favorites. I'm taking Georgia. I thought about it. Um, <laughs> I'm taking Georgia again. Even though Auburn had success on the ground against Georgia, I don't think Kentucky's going to replicate the performance from last week against Florida. Not against Georgia. I know it's kind of a contradiction. You're like, Auburn just ran it all over Georgia. Why can't Kentucky? I just don't think it's going to happen again. I think the 
Georgia's run defense tightens up and Kentucky's offense struggles because of it. Okay. Georgia <clears throat> minus 14. All right. My last one before my lock is I'm going back to the Irish. Notre Dame minus, let's see the best number we can get. Six, six and a half. Um, six and a half. I'm going to lay the points with the Irish. On paper, Louisville has a good defense, but who's the best offense they've played? Georgia Tech. I understand this is a kind of a revitalized Georgia Tech with Haynes King. Not really. Louisville couldn't do anything against an NC State defense that is down in comparison to their previous years. I watched this game closely. Uh, Plummer from Cal is the quarterback for Louisville. He's not great. He's really not that great at all. He makes a lot of stupid decisions. I think there's going to be plenty of balls up for grabs for this Notre Dame defense. This is a game that they need to get back on track offensively. They need to – they've had some tough ones in terms of Ohio State and Duke. 21 points against Duke, 14 points against Ohio State. This was a high-powered offense that, uh, granted, played lesser competition, we thought, but Navy is known for, obviously, the defensive side of the ball. And then NC State, that defense that just held Louisville to 13 points – which I understand I was on the under in that game. They were blessed by the weather gods. Uh, but Notre Dame still dropped 45 on them. I think this is a good opportunity. It's a – it worries me that they're on the road again. I don't believe in this Louisville team, though, to the extent that – I think they're they're not the 25th best team in the nation. 5-0, and I understand. They haven't really played anybody. NC State was the best team that they played, and it's a down NC State team. Uh, they really have no – weapons on the offensive side of the ball Notre Dame's probably getting some firepower back at receiver and then they can pound away with estimate Sam Hartman's got to play better I think we see it this week Notre Dame minus six and a half all we have left are the the locks the locks yeah okay um let's see um all righty most important bets of the week. It's time. It's a lock, Kramer. You've had this thing under control for almost three years now. But it's a lock. They need that fucking juice. They need that next bet. They need. Come on, come on. Yes! When they win, they go fucking crazy. You're a bad motherfucker. Go next show and grab your fucking nuts and tell the world somebody's sniffing my fucking nuts act today. I said it was going to be a good week. I think it's going to be a good week. My lock of the week is Nebraska plus three and a half. You already broke it down. Uh, Some of my numbers in terms of nationally rankings are a little different, but it's a relatively even matchup offensively in the sense of neither quarterback's really going to do too much on paper. Um, Nebraska's going with Heinrich Harburg in place of Jeff Sims. Harburg has looked okay. That's about it. Can't really throw the ball well, but he can move with his feet. Illinois has Altmaier, who has done some good things, but not really. He's also had his struggles. He puts the ball up for grabs. The difference here is on the defensive side of the ball, specifically the run defense for Nebraska, 14th in the nation. Illinois moving the chains 32% of the time. That's 118th nationally. Nebraska's ability to stop the run is going to put Altmaier in a difficult third down situation time and time again. He will put the ball up for grabs, seven interceptions on the year. Offensively, Nebraska, establish the run with your stable of running backs. Harburg, make life easier for him. I have Illinois as the 109th ranked rush defense. Numbers were a little different there. Translates to they're not good at stopping the run. 
Nebraska plus three and a half is my lock of the week. Pound away on the ground. Do not allow them to put the ball up for grabs. No stupid turnovers to lose you the game. This is a game that Matt Rule has to have, and he's going to get it. Cornhuskers, it's harvest season. Plus three and a half. Nebraska, my lock of the week. Yeah, I had a 95th total ranked defense. I think. Oh, total ranked. Okay, I have them. But sometimes my numbers are a little different because the, the website I get the stats from only takes into account FBS versus FPS. Okay. I go, so just, I go straight up. It doesn't skew it with FCS. For those basic stats, I go straight up NCAA.com. Yeah. So, um, and that, but that's not total defense. I'm doing rush defense yeah. only. So, 109th in the nation can't stop the run. They got a stable of backs. Run the football. Beat them up in the trenches. This is an Illinois team, that, dude. Bielema is on the way out. Bielema, I, I don't, I don't think he's going to be the head coach of Illinois for much longer. Matt Rule, this is a, this is a quality win that you can put under your belt in terms of at least it's a Big Ten win. Um, I think plus three and a half is too many. What's your lock of the week? 11th ranked Alabama. Oh. Minus two and a half going on the road to play Texas A&M. No way. The strength of Alabama's team is their ability to run the football in their defense. On offense, they're averaging 3.4 line yards per rush and a, allowing a stuff rate of only 13%. Defensively, on standard downs, they're only allowing a success rate of 36%. And on passing downs, a success rate of 28%. But... I think where a lot of people still, they, they're overlooking this A&M team. A&M is also playing really good football. They might be the better team here, and they're getting points at home in College Station. A&M defensively is much better than what they showed against Miami. They're stuffing 22% of opponents' runs and only allowing 2.4 line yards per rush. Alabama could struggle to run the ball here. If they do then they're facing a Texas A&M defense that's only allowing an 18% success rate on passing downs. I'm going to go ahead and take the Alabama-Texas A&M under 49.5, but I'm really close to taking A&M, getting points at home here. I thought that's what you were about to do. Um, yeah, I mean, is this the – the, 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 Jesus Christ. Da, da, da. Is this the demise of Alabama? Is this the year we see it? The I'm, ta- I'm going to take A&M too. Oh, do it. Um, yeah, I mean – Max Johnson stepped in and looked good. Is what's his name? Uh, Wegman. He's out, right? Yes. Like for the year. Yeah, broke his ankle, huh? Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't dislike it at all, one bit. I'm not going to take it. But it's just one of those like you're like an abused kid for going against Alabama all those times. At least me. I'm speaking for myself. It's like you can't. I just can't bring myself to do it. But I'm not going to be shocked by any stretch of the imagination if A&M wins this football game. It's just one of those, like, I got to see it. I mean, they beat better an Alabama team with some fucking guy. I don't even know. <laughs> what is uh, Joseph Butcher? When I bet Alabama. Yeah. Oh, no, I was on it. I was on that one. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, what is your lock of the week, Joseph? <clears throat> All right. Well, Nick already touched on it. I'm going to it as well. I'm taking Georgia minus 14 at home as my lock of the week. Uh, like I said, he touched on it already last week. Uh, Georgia was uncharacteristically bad against the run. They're back at home this week for this top 20 matchup. I think Kirby Smart is well aware of the game that Ray Davis had had la- had last week with 280 yards rushing. He's going to have his guys back on track, ready to stop the run. 
and continue to be good all around defensively because this is still a top 20 Georgia defense, sixth in the nation, stopping opponents on third down, allowing only a 24% conversion rate. And I think you said Auburn fit into that mold with, what, two for 10 last week? Two for 12. Two for 12 last week, so below that number. Uh, I see Georgia being ready on first and second down against those runs. I don't see Kentucky replicating what they did against Florida last week, and they'll hold Kentucky on those third downs as well, just like they did. I think the offense will play better this week at home, feeding off of their defense's energy. Um, I think I, I saw about 80 to 90% of the public is on Kentucky this game. So for that reason and all of the reasons I just listed, give me Georgia minus 14 as my lot. Okay. Yeah, you can bet your ass Kirby Smart knows that Kentucky ran the ball. Oh, yeah. And so does everybody on defense, and that's why it's not going to happen again. Sir. <laughs> all right. I... Let's see. We can recap our picks real quick. All righty. We do have Wednesday football this week. I'm going to Mexico State minus six and a half. I'm going to take uh, this in no particular order. New Mexico State minus six and a half. Louisiana Tech plus six and a half. UNC Syracuse over, what did I say, 59 and a half? I think, yeah. yeah. UNC, Syracuse, over 59.5. Oklahoma, Texas in the Red River rivalry, under 60.5. Michigan, minus 19. Notre Dame, minus 6.5. And And my lock of the week, Nebraska, the Cornhuskers, the harvest is here, plus 3.5. I got side and totals on the biggest games this year. I'm not holding back. I'm emptying emptying the clip. I'm not going out no fucking chump. (laughs) Nebraska, plus 3.5. Texas minus six. Oklahoma, Texas under 60 and a half. Um, uh-oh, I, I skipped L.A. Tech plus six uh-oh. and a half. Um, Alabama, Texas A&M under 49 and a half. That's my lock of the week. I'm also taking Texas A&M plus two and a half at home. Texas State UL under 69 and a half. And Georgia minus 14. There you go. That is our best bets of the week for college football. Um, I have a, I have a really good feeling about this week. I got to be honest. Um, I can't pass up Wednesday football, especially I'm off of work tomorrow. Shit. I'm off Thursday too. It's going to be, it's going to be a good couple of days until New Mexico state gets blown out of the water and just fucks yeah. my entire week up. Um, all right. We are now going to turn to the NFL. Let's recap last week. I was very nearly the best NFL better on planet earth. <laughs> One game away. I said, I called my shot. I did the Tebow apology video, got up there and said, I dude, I mean, couldn't called it at a better time. I said, we're righting the wrongs right now. We're turning the ship around. I am typically, I, I am over the course of this podcast, more consistent in the NFL than I am in college football. We're off to an uncharacteristically slow start. Ball wasn't bouncing our way on quite a few picks. I said, that changes now. And then I proceeded to send five shots Right at your bookie's fucking head, and I had the six one in the chamber, but we missed. Lions minus one on Thursday night. Easy winner. Lions dominated. Bills minus two and a half. I was all over everything this fucking week. I really was. I'm taking my victory lap. Bills minus two and a half against the darling of the NFL, the Dolphins. They beat the dog shit out of the Dolphins like a stepchild. Chargers minus five and a half. We got a little fortunate in this one. Uh, Herbert broke his finger. 
Managed to come back in and seal the game, though, with a dime down the left sideline. Bears plus three and a half were beating the dog shit out of the Broncos, and then all of a sudden, here come the Broncos storming back, but they only won by three. Jaguars minus three. Nick took it. I asked if I should hop on it. Jaguars have burned me the last two weeks. I said I'm going to do it. They handled business across the pond. Easy winner there. And then Giants minus one and a half was my lock of the week. Don't let the score fool you. This game could have been much, much different. Daniel Jones throws a 100-yard pick six. He fumbles inside the 10-yard line. That's 14. That That's two of their three touchdowns right there. This game could have been very, very different. I understand it's not all, all on Daniel Jones. The offensive line's dog shit. He's got no weapons on the outside. But good God, throw the ball out of bounds. Stop taking loss of two as you're running out of bounds. Just literally flick the ball five inches and it fucking goes out of bounds, and it keeps us two yards closer to the first down. You dumb moron. Stop staring down the same route, down the left side, the left flat. That ball that should have been intercepted earlier in the game was intercepted on the fucking pick six where you just shit down my goddamn throat when we had momentum. Daniel Jones stinks. He's not worth the money. It's not all his fault. Dabble's fat. The whole team is not very good. So they need Saquon back. They should have paid Saquon all that money. It is what it is, though. It did put a bad taste in my mouth. It absolutely killed. Um, if I would have went six and zero, mm, mm. I had I was like I I was about to fucking hop in front of the camera. Uh, so five and one is a fantastic week. It's the best week I've had in quite some time in the NFL, uh, definitely this year. But it did put a bad taste in my mouth to lose the lock at the very end. So I said Bears plus three and a half was nearly my lock. Should have been Bills minus two and a half. Really should have been my lock. And then we actually, you and I talked about Lions was nearly both of our locks. We just didn't want to make the Thursday game our lock of the week. Uh, but five and one, I'll take it. I'll take it. You went two and two. Um, kind of unfortunate with your lock of the week. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know Watson won. Lions, we won. Jags, we won. Both Logan's bets. Um, Bengals. Hmm. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know, man. The Bengals stink. Yeah. They are bad. They got killed. Yeah, they got. They by got. the Tennessee Titans. And the Browns got killed, too. Yeah, but. DTR, three picks. I mean, yeah. Thanks a lot, buddy. That <laughs> <laughs> was like, Watson's out. <laughs> I said, like, hey, relax, relax. DTR, DTR, this guy played pretty good in preseason. Yeah. <laughs> 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 my breakdown of this game was how much we talk shit about Deshaun Watson, but I love him so much. And then that fucking motherfucker sits out one week before the bye to get two weeks of rest. Yep. Just wasted away a whole game. Yeah. Said, fuck it, we don't need it. Uh, yeah, that was unfortunate. That was not, that was unlucky for sure. But um, still a two and two week. It could have been worse. Yeah. Uh, Joseph, what'd you do? Uh, three and two. First winning week in the NFL. I'll take it. Thank God. Of course yeah. you'll take it. Needed it. Um, Any takeaways? Yeah. Just reviewing. I'm sorry I have my other picks up. Uh, yeah, I was on the Broncos, Bears, Bears plus three and a half. Um, my goodness. What the hell was that? Broncos, but yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. What a fr- Did y'all watch the game? Yeah, of course. That was, like, that's pathetic. They had a chance to kick the field goal there to Maybe not win the game, but at least it would have been in overtime and they had a shot. Mm-hmm. But they went for it on fourth and one or two or whatever. Yeah. Um, my lock finally hit a lock. Vikings and Panthers. Vikings minus three and a half. That defense make a made a play, like I said. Um, 
with that scoop and score. Uh, even though Cousins threw a, a pick six early in that game, like 97 mm-hmm. yards or something like that. I told you that Panthers defense isn't that bad. They're not that bad. But uh, luckily, the Vikings made a play, got one. And then I saw your text. I actually fell asleep during that game, the Patriots-Cowboys game. And then I watched the highlights. They missed that late field goal that would have put them over the number. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. I had a, I had a couple lucky games here, but that's what you need, hopefully, to get back on track. So Minnesota got a scoop and score to win the game, right? Yeah, that was the final score of the game, 21-13, to 13, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was, 21-13. But that um, wasn't that late in the game. Like, I think there might have you been put no some, scoring in you the You got to put quarter. some respect. There wasn't. Yeah, yeah. it was in the third yeah. quarter. You got to yeah. put some respect on the Panthers' defense. Yeah, they're not that bad. They uh they held a pretty legit Vikings offense to um to twenty one points, although JJ was having his way, but that's expected in any game. Yeah, no, he's yeah he's gonna consistently go off. Right. Um, <clears throat> all right, so we will turn our attention to this week uh, and try to. I'm gonna see if I can duplicate what I did in the NFL. Don't hold your fucking breath. Um, but we hope and we pray. Thursday night football, Chicago Bears, Washington Commanders, another snooze fest of a game on Thursday. They just can't seem to give us a decent one. Um, Washington is, I've seen as high as six and a half. Now I see as low as five and a half point favorites. Uh, We'll middle it at six. It's still available. Um, Over under 44. I'll go first. I think I've let you go first the last couple times. And I mean, I agreed with what you said. We were actually, we've won our last two Thursday games. I'm going to throw a uh, a curveball, and I'm going to go over 44. This one screams to not spectacular offenses, um, primetime unders. I'm going over. I think that the Bears, granted it was against a shitbag Denver defense, finally got to put some points up on the board. This is just one that's like it should go under. That's why it's going to go over. I'm taking the over 44. It's too low. What are you taking, Joseph? Commanders, minus six. Um, minus five and a half. Are we yeah. eating at six? Or five, five and a half. half. Well, yeah, no, that's what I said. bet on the Bears. <laughs> yeah. put fucking hundred grand on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think they played, I was surprised. They played pretty well last week against the Eagles. Obviously, the second half wasn't the same story. They were up at halftime, 17 to 10. The Eagles obviously made their adjustments and ended up winning the game in OT. Um, and we touched on the bear. They were up twenty-eight to seven going into fourth. Still, somehow managed to blow it. The Commanders' defense was able to get able to get eight quarterback hits on Hertz and three sacks on him last week. Uh, I think the secondary will be better this week against the Bears. Uh, getting that pressure on Fields, making some bad throws. Um, and Sam Howell hasn't looked that bad. I think he's looked pretty decent so far, and they've been able to move the ball some. So. I like them on both sides of the ball in this game. Give me the Commanders minus five and a half. Yeah, this is a tough game. It is. Yeah, it is. I wouldn't take it if it wasn't the Thursday game, but. Yeah. I think I might go with the over. Let's ride. Three in a row. This is one of those the over should have side, no side. I wouldn't even bears, though. I mean, um, Commanders. For, <laughs> what, for just, what it's worth. I just said, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> the team formerly known as the Redskins. They might was, be bringing it back. I was looking at the total, but it's just the primetime under thing, all of that stuff, and like two bad teams. But I, I could see why y'all would say, I would say over. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the primetime under thing though is did did last week go over? What was that Lions and uh, Packers? 
Yeah. Um, it may have because it was like thirty. We were just on something to twenty. We were just on the Lions, obviously, but the week before that, we were on the Vikings. I was on the over, I think. Yeah, I was on the over. That was the Vikings game, right? Vikings Eagles. Yeah. Yeah, I was on the over. Thirty-four to twenty-eight. And then this game had to go over. Yeah, 34. It was 54 points scored. There's no way Packers and Lions was over 54. Yeah, it, it was, was 45. It went over oh, by wow. a mile. Um, yeah, so what? that's two in a row, huh? Yeah, so those primetime unders, it, it's – I mean, could they be due for an under? Maybe. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't work that way. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm taking the over, over 44. It's primetime over season. You're going to do it as well? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Freaking, like that was the one thing I was looking at. Is like when I was thinking about taking the Commanders, it's like maybe their defense isn't uh, as good as it was two years ago. Because even last year it struggled a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. And I still feel like the reputation is uh, this team's defense is good, the yeah. offense is bad. Yeah, stacked defensive line is what you think at, at first glance. Um, yeah, no, I mean the Bears were. They were dumping it down to Khalil Herbert. I like Roshan Johnson. He can they they'll be able to run the ball a little bit if they want to commit to it. And then Justin Fields, his dual threat ability. I mean, DJ Moore, they're finally starting to throw him the ball a little bit. I think we see the Bears be able to put some points on the board. And Sam Howell has not looked bad. Yeah, I benched DJ Moore in my uh, dynasty league. Yeah. Costed me. Really? Because Danny Jones had to come in and give me fucking six and a half points. Yeah, well. Monday night football. In the main league, it's uh you're leading the way yeah. by a fucking wide margin. You got the most points scored and the least points scored against you. That's always good. Yeah, it's always good to score the most. But you're going to definitely not win when Mahomes and Kelsey get hurt on the same play and both break their legs. So, I think I should trade. <laughs> I'll take them. Um, all right. We move on to Sunday. What is your first play for Sunday? Um, how much are... Um how do I say this? How much are we putting towards Jacksonville already being o- over there? Did I was think yeah, okay. That's funny because I was thinking the exact same thing. I don't know because – so, yeah, what he is referring to, Jacksonville played in London last week. They're back in London again. Uh, their owner, whatever his name is, Khan, he's a, he's a European guy. He's not from here, so he wants to stay over there forever. The Bills – just dominated the Dolphins in a huge matchup. They're going overseas to play the Jaguars. So that's a great question because if you're really diving into handicapping these games, you should be looking at teams that are going across time zones, teams that are playing back-to-back away games, teams that are on short weeks. It's something that you certainly should take into effect. If you're not, you're probably not doing that well long-term. How much does it come into play in this one? That uh, That's a good question. The Jaguars are already in London. They've had probably two weeks at this point, or by the time the game rolls around. Um, I don't know. What do you, I really don't know. I'm not on this game for that reason because it kind of it, it stumps yeah, me. I want to take the Bills. That's the way I was leaning too. But how much will it benefit them? Is I, I think we saw the, the Bills, the, the Jags offense, man. It's just not getting going. No, and I think it's only going to get tougher against. This Bills defense that just, I told you, the Patriots showed the blueprint on how to stop the Dolphins. The Bills just followed the plans. They did exactly that. And the Dolphins were really struggling to put points on the board. And you saw Tua with some inaccuracies. You saw there's no wide open receivers. He's overthrowing people and getting easy picks to the safety. 
Uh, this is a really, really good Bills defense. This is a Jaguars offense that has left a lot to be desired. They haven't really been able to, been able to establish the run. They've, they're leading the league in drops. And Trevor Lawrence has his red zone struggles. So I'll take Buffalo. Fuck it. All right, I'll take them. But I'm also going to take um, the Bills, Jags, under 48 and a half, soccer style. Soccer style? Soccer style score. Under 48 and a half? What does that mean? Five to three. Oh. <laughs> no. Um, oh, it's five nil. Five and a half nil. Yeah, that's how they say it over there. Uh, Six nil, maybe. No, it's always good to start your start your Sunday off with a winner. Early morning. we got to bet these London games. We've got to give somebody something. Yeah. No, it was great. I wo- Right when I woke up, I was like, oh, game. Right. Right at kickoff. I was like, that is fucking fantastic time. And my head was pounding. Um. All right, Joseph, what's your first Sunday game? Um, I'll be interested to see if you guys weigh on weigh in on this as any um cuz I'm going to go Saints Pat, Saints Pats under 40 and a half. Yeah, I ain't touching that. That just seems like I know, seems like obvious to take that. I guess you could say. Yeah, but sometimes like it's like how, you know, it's hard. Those games are kind of hard. Haven't we historically like had success against well we've historically had success against the patriots the last few years right yeah i mean obviously we got the shit kicked out of us in 2017 in the dome i think um they marched in and completely took the wind out of our sails beat the dog shit out of us um could have been 16 i think it was 17 but then i'm pretty sure we've gone to foxborough and had success the last couple times i'm not touching anything with the saints for the foreseeable future. Yeah, but, yeah. There's just no way for me to feel positive or feel... Because, honestly, the defense didn't look spectacular. I understand a lot of those touchdowns, like we talked about, came on unfortunate turnovers and short fields. But, I mean, through the air, they were allowing a lot more. Granted, they were allowing nothing early season. So, when you see them allowing something, you're like, okay, it's more than it was before. So, it may not be like the sky's falling on the defensive side of the end by any means. Um but there's no way that I can look at any of this and feel good about either side. I'm not touching the Saints for the foreseeable future. I'm a little different. Uh, I still think this is, even after that Bucks performance, and I know you just said it, I still think the defense is, is very legit. And they're playing this Patriots team who is also struggling. Yeah, it is kind of too obvious. It's. Do you see where my mind's going here? Yeah, but like some, what I was going to say is sometimes those games can't get like they just fucking can't get the total low enough. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, especially in college football. But yeah, NFL, you never know. But like they benched Mac Jones. Yeah, last that's game. That's what I was going to say. Zappy for Zappy. Game. But yeah. if Corral will get his fucking head out of his ass, maybe it'll be Corral getting in a fucking game, baby. <laughs> So you're looking at it like, all right, he's number two now. I'm saying, Corral, where the fuck are you? <laughs> uh, trying to get Corral's cell phone number. Dude, that that, that bet is... get him with a life life coach or that something. Bet, <laughs> for a hundred bucks. That bet is dead in the water. But Anthony Richardson's out here fucking... Yeah, leading comebacks. Yes. So we're looking at a 50-50 split there. It's just who wins first. Um, all right, so you're taking the under? Yeah, real short and sweet. Uh, two offenses struggling to get any sort of rhythm. Saints coming off a nine-point performance against Tampa. Pats coming off a three-point performance, putting in the backup. Two good defenses against two struggling offenses. Maybe it's too obvious. I don't know. 
I'm still going to take the under 40 and a half. What would, I mean, what would you lean? Because these are the games where, like, when it's too obvious sometimes, I feel like it's when it goes the opposite. Like, yeah, it's kind of why I'm on the over in the Thursday night game. Yeah. Like, that's why I wanted y'all's opinion. Because we have weapons on offense. It's what we keep preaching. We have weapons. You have guys. You have Shahid who can take the top off the defense. You have Chris Olave who, what, do you have one catch or no catches? One of the best receivers in football. So you would, and Kamara and all of that. So it's like you would like to think we're going to get it going. Um, but also too, if we continue to just not move the chains and shit and you're giving short fields, it's like, I don't know. There's just too many, there's too many, too much unknown for me to touch it. Yeah. I would uh, bet the under, but I'm not. Yeah. Because of that reason. Yeah. Okay. Um, I am going to afternoon football. I'm going to take the Vikings plus five and a half at home against the Chiefs. Do the Chiefs secretly kind of have an offensive problem? I don't know. Well, yeah, okay. So you're biased. You're biased. No, I don't think they do. Why? It's it's this damn computer again. Don't let your fantasy bias cloud your judgment. They played... Of the games they played, what are they? Three and one? You played Detroit. They scored 20. Jacksonville, 17. Chicago sucks. They scored 41. Jets, they scored 23. Who, Who's stepping up at receiver? Sky Moore doesn't do anything unless it's a reverse or a jet sweep. Kadarius Toney, what has he done? Outside of Travis Kelsey, who do they throw the ball to? Yeah. Yeah. Rasheed Rice. I got Kelsey. I understand. I know. <laughs> I can see the look in your face. You want to disagree, but it's because, yeah, you're doing great in fantasy and yippee. But in all seriousness, it's like at what point out did they come out and that's where my mind and blast a team? It's just like it's a matter of time for me. I yeah, but it's kind of like it is it this? It's not on the same severity level, but is it kind of like what we just said with the Commanders, where you're just used to them having a good defense on paper? What has this Chiefs offense shown? I mean, I get what you're saying because it's like other than Mahomes, Kelsey, it's like what point do teams just lock in on that and then you have nothing else outside of it? Well, I mean, if you look at against the, if you look at against the Jets, their second leading receiver was Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, Noah Gray had one catch for the touchdown. Mm-hmm. After that, Rasheed Rice, the rookie, had three catches. So, but if you look at the target share, Travis Kelsey had nine targets to be expected. Rasheed Rice had five. He was the next on the list with five. Yeah, I think he's their number two. He's a rookie, and he hasn't doing anything that spectacular. So yeah. that's that's my point, though. Yeah, if Rasheed Rice is – but he's the number one receiver. Travis Kelsey is the tight end. If Correct. Rasheed Rice is your number one wide receiver, that is a problem. No, I get what you're saying. So we're so used to the Chiefs scoring and putting points on the board, and they will continue to do it. But this is a lot of points for a home team, a Vikings team that obviously we know who they are. We were aware of who they were last year. But it's still at home. They were able to get a win against Carolina. Five and a half points. This is one that I can see Kirk Cousins fucking either the back door is going to be open or this is going to be a tightly contested game. Um, I just haven't really seen it from this Chiefs offense. And I think that's the very unpopular thing to say. But when you really break it down, we watched them against Jacksonville struggle and struggle and struggle. Jacksonville just couldn't do anything in the in the red zone. Yeah, what that up? 17 and 9? 17 and 9. If you look at their receiving against, and that was the first game 
Kelsey was back. So Kelsey had nine targets, um, but he had four catches, 26 yards, and a touchdown. So there's he's spreading it around, but he's spreading it around to a bunch of nobodies. Sky Moore, Justin Watson, Noah Gray, Kadarius Toney. Uh, there's just no, obviously, Tyree Kill. Um, you think her, she's going to be there? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think she's going to Minnesota. But I don't know. Who knows? Maybe. I don't fucking care. I don't care. I tweeted, and I mean it. Taylor Swift is going to be the downfall of the Kansas City Chiefs. This sideshow bullshit, Travis Kelsey, fucking not riding with the team to the game, showing up right before the game because he wants to fucking bang Taylor Swift. This yeah, is a she has p- bruises all over her fucking knees. Oh God! <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Uh, oh gosh! True story. Yeah, well, I don't think it they is. got photographs. No, I don't know. Yeah, no, fucking bruise. Either she fucking bumped her knee, or she's worth seven hundred fifty million dollars. You think she's getting on the hardwood floor? Um, Who the fuck knows what's going on behind closed doors with them? It's a PR stunt, is what it is. The NFL's trying. Travis Kelsey's getting more followers. NFL's getting more fucking teenage girls to watch the sport that don't really care about it. It's a PR stunt. There's no way it's not. There, they were way too ready for this, and now she's going every game, and they're changing the Twitter bio and the fucking. Oh, we're the Chiefs are two and zero as Swifties. If I'm the Jets, I'm saying go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. It's clear who the NFL wants to win, um, and that's why the Vikings might win this game outright. Minnesota Vikings plus five and a half. I should have made it my lock. <laughs> I went five and one last week. You're biased because they're on your fantasy team. I like the Chiefs. Take them. Take them. <laughs> Do it. Do it. I want you to do it. Okay. Do it. Say it. Nah. nah. Do it. <laughs> I hope it's your lock. I hope it's your lock. Oh, I hope it's your lock. Nah. That'll be... Uh, dude, I'm telling you. I know what I'm watching. They are struggling at wide receiver, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to come to a head here sooner rather than later. The, the, the no-name cornerback for the Vikings said he's going to mess with Travis Kelsey about Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What are you going to fucking tell him? <laughs> nice $750 million girlfriend, dork. Yeah, nice piece of A's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have one more and then my lock. How many more do y'all have? I just have my lock. What about you? Um, just my lock. All right. My one more before the lock. I'm taking the Cowboys on the road, plus four against the Niners. Don't really ask me why. Um, Maybe stop. Christian McCaffrey and don't let him score four fucking touchdowns in the game. Cowboys need to lean on the run. I do think even with the loss of Trayvon Diggs, I, I've never been high on Diggs. I said I thought the Cowboys could have been the best team in the league. Then they immediately went out and lost to the Cardinals. I still think the Cowboys are good. I think that this is a precursor of what we may see in the NFC Championship. I'm going to take the Cowboys plus four. It's too many points. Should be a field goal. Thoughts? Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, about a field goal, but I think if it was a field goal, a lot of motherfuckers be betting San Francisco. Because yeah. I was thinking the, about the same thing. Like, what if this spread was was one point less? I think it should be, though, and that's a super critical number. So, um, Cowboys just went out and trounced New England. And I want to see what happens with Parsons when he's getting after Brock Purdy. If we see Brock Purdy throw a couple more of those balls up for grabs like he did against the Giants. Because I think, I think the Cowboys will come down with them. Uh, defensively and special teams, they've been dominating this year. So it's making life easier for the Cowboys, but they've been efficient on the offensive side of the ball. They can run the ball well. 
Um, this is an interesting matchup. I think this is a, like I said, exactly what I said. This is a precursor to what we'll see later on in the year. Either way it goes, I don't think it's a blowout. I think it's a close game, so you're going to give me more than a field goal. I understand it's on the road. I'll take the Cowboys. All right. All we have left is the most important bets of the week. Locks of the week. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. But it's a lock. They need that fucking juice. They need that next bet. They need, come on, come on. (laughs) When they win, they go fucking crazy. All right, I'll take it. Give me the Colts as my lock of the week. If I'm going to lose money on Anthony Richardson, he's going to all of a sudden be a good quarterback. I'm going to profit off of it along the way. I don't think the Titans are good. I think the Bengals are just struggling. The Colts led a heroic comeback. It's a pick them at home. I'm taking the Colts as my lock of the week. Oh, shit. I like I liked the Colts this week. Well... <laughs> I just don't know. You're going to add it? The Rams have low-key been pretty fucking good this entire year. They lose in overtime, but they beat Baltimore in overtime. They beat a quality Texans team on the road. I say quality. The Texans have far surpassed my expectations. CJ Stroud specifically, but this is a Titans team that struggles to put points on the board. Yeah, there's there's been a... Bit of development here. I'm going with the Colts. Not as my lock, though. <laughs> a bit of a development. Even though I considered it. Yeah, I mean. But I was going to do the Chiefs as my lock. I fucking scratched that shit out. <laughs> oh, they No, take it. Nah, you scared me away. Take it. You're right. You're right. There's too much fucking nonsense over there. People, the entire planet's rooting for the Chiefs to lose. They may not lose. Yeah, the fucking ref. I could just see this one. I don't know. Take them. I'm going to Baltimore-Pittsburgh game. I don't like that you're not taking it now, though. I like my chances better if you took them. Now it's like, now they're going to cover because you're like, oh, I almost took them, but then I didn't, and then it's going to be my fault. I almost want you to still take no, them. And then you'll I'm not lose. fucking taking them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your lock? I'm going to the Baltimore-Pittsburgh Dude, game. you got to get out of this fucking division. You gotta lo- stay away from this division. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I know this division. This is a fucking tough division. Yeah. <laughs> Toughest in football. Hard nosed football. Um, anytime Pittsburgh's at home, their defense plays well. Of course, you know the story about Pickett, right? Yeah. <laughs> Going against a good defense. Not gonna <laughs> score. <laughs> not gonna score any points. This t- this total's only at oh 38 and a half. We're going oh, under man. 38 and a half oh, for the lock man. of the week. Um, <laughs> you made me take the fucking over. Come on. <laughs> Just take the fucking Steelers. <laughs> the Steelers. Oh, man. You're going to take shots at Kenny Pickett, and it's going to fucking. Dude, I got to. This... I hate this. Is he playing? Pickett? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, hurt. what's up with his knee? He got hurt. He might not be playing. Shit, Too late, you already took it. <laughs> if Trubisky comes in here and fucking puts mm. up points no way. and takes the fucking starting job from Kenny Pickett, 
<laughs> fucking terrible. <laughs> if my bet loses, that's but the, gonna be bittersweet. But that would help you in the end, though. Yeah, because no way Kenny Pickett's making the Pro Bowl if he loses his starting job. Yeah. All right, so you're on the under as your lock of the week. Yeah. Under what? 38 and a half. All right, Joseph, what is your lock of the week? My lock of the week is the Ravens at the Steelers <laughs> under 38 and a half. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Yeah, bro. You just said it. Dude, Do I you remember it. last week? Do you remember what I said oh, last the week? Oh, I sat right here. I literally, I said it's like the two fucking, the two guys walking to the hangman. And they're like, we can make it out of here. We're going to be okay. We'll get out of this. I said, the Bengals are fucked. They got beat by a billion. Yeah. Fast forward to this week. Y'all are like, yeah, let's go. Y'all are fucked. Did you have? I begged you to take Jacksonville. (laughs) I begged you to take Jacksonville (laughs) last week. Did Did you already have that or did you just come up with that as your life? No, I just, I canceled Chiefs and found this pit. So the difference is, (laughs) the difference is he's not adding that. I added the Bengals. Oh, y'all are dead, man. So, yeah, I, yeah I'm going to go under. Uh, I, From what I've seen, I think Kenny Pickett might be out, as well as Pat Fryermuth. They both got hurt. Fryermuth's definitely out. They got destroyed last week against the Texans. But, and, and look, the Ravens' defense looked good last week against the Browns, too. What? <laughs> I yeah, against the fucking backup. <laughs> yeah, so what? Their defense looked good, and their defense has looked good this season. And like you said, Pittsburgh's defense always plays better at home. They're coming back an embarrassing uh, Texans loss last week on the road. I think they come in in this divisional contest. I don't, I don't see over thirty-one maybe this game. I don't, I don't Jesus think this is no. I think this is one of those. I think this if is one of those thirteen to ten. Maybe that's a good bet. If they score thirty-eight, games. it's a good bet. I think it's around one of those seventeen, thirteen. But I do 17, agree. 14. You make some good points. <laughs> Original contest, Pittsburgh. Back I'm so ready to watch this one now. <laughs> it's gonna be so fucking boring. It's like gonna be one. incredible. This has been. I know I've sucked in the NFL, but I've. This has been the main thing I'm concerned NFL here confident. is these fucking defenses so, so, getting the balls into their hands and making some plays. For like it happened against the Bengals, it'll happen. So you are you putting your NFL reputation on this game? I don't. What fucking NFL this is the comeback. This is the comeback. <laughs> what NFL reputation do I have? Well, you just said I know I haven't been doing good in the NFL, and then you basically said though, like you're putting it all on the no, line. I, on this no, one. I didn't say that. Well, that's what you insinuated. No, what I was saying is I know I've sucked in the NFL, but this is the most confident game I've had all year. I like that's what I'm exactly. So you're putting you're laying it all on the line on this one. I mean, what, what do you mean laying it on the line? I'm just saying that I like this. <laughs> Lay one. it on the fucking line, dude. What do you have to lose? Yeah, you're right. I guess so. I, what I, do I have to lose? You're right. Yeah, sure. Not everybody starts off hot. It's you're only. Not, it's not about how you start. You're only as good as it's your last how week. You keep moving forward. <laughs> you're only as good as your last week. I'm the captain now. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you're fucking. Ridiculous. God bless your your. So if you were making this a number, you would make it thirty-one. No. Isn't that what no. you said? I could just. I'm just saying. I see this as one of those games, like your thirteen to nine primetime games. I see this as one of those games where there's thirteen just not to a nine. Thirteen to nine. <laughs> it's twenty-two. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not making a line for this. I'm just saying I could see it being 17-13, 17-10, 17-14. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. You think it's going to be what, low what score. Would, if you were picking a total, over or under? 
Oh, I'd go over by mile. Yeah, okay. Bullshit. <laughs> Trubisky's going to come in and fucking light it up. You're only saying that because we're both on it. They're not going to be able to stop Lamar Jackson. The it's only probably time... going to be 21-17, Baltimore on top. <laughs> that's fine. So y'all push? No. Yeah. What do y'all have, 38 and a half? No, that's, that's a win. Yeah, well, 38 and a half. Y'all have a Okay. Uh, and yeah. it's going to be Pittsburgh driving, but they were in field goal range, but they need they need a touchdown. <laughs> and it's... Dude, it's going to be fucking tight. I think it is. <laughs> it's a lock. <laughs> I really do. It's going to be a fucking tremendous sweat, and we're going to have to get really lucky. That's essentially what you're saying. It's going to be late game, and we're going to have to fucking... It's going to be looking good, like, up until the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the, both defenses are going to score defensive touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be like, we're going to start texting, what the fuck? What the fuck? And then we're barely going to win. I don't care if the win's a win. Oh, man. It. Y'all are in shambles. Listen to yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to yourselves. All right. If I predict this correctly, that's going to be like... We'll have it documented. All right. To recap, Thursday night football, uh, Bears, Commanders, I'm going over 44. Yeah, over 44. And then Colts. Uh, Sorry, I'm fucking... Let me redo that. Because I wrote under on here, and I didn't mean to write under. And in my head, I just couldn't get past how bad of a fucking sign that is. Um, Thursday night football, Bears, Commanders, over 44. Vikings, plus 5.5. Dallas, plus 4. Sunday night football. Bills, across the pond, minus 5.5. Early in the morning. And then my lock of the week, the Colts in a pick'em. I'm going Bears, Commanders, over 44.5. I'm taking Bills, Jacksonville Jaguars under 48 and a half. I'm taking Bills minus five and a half. Colts in a pick 'em. And the Baltimore Pittsburgh game under 38 and a half is my lock of the week. Okay. Uh, Thursday night, I'm going to go Commanders minus five and a half. Um, do Saints Pats under 40 and a half. And for my lock, I'm going to go Ravens Steelers under 38 and a half. So you're on three unders. Oh, no, you said Commanders. Okay. All righty, there you go. That is our best bets of the week for the NFL. Um, I went 5-1 and last week. I'm the best NFL better that any of us know right now. You're only as good as your last week. I won five out of six. Nearly should have been a sweep, but they got killed. Um, If I do it again, if I I sweep the board, are are we going to acknowledge that I'm the best NFL better right now? Yeah. On the planet? If I sweep out, acknowledge me too. Okay. <laughs> All right, episode 165 is in the books. Uh, do you have anything to say before we go? I got to pee. Anything to say before we go? <laughs> All right, hit subscribe, Big Easy Bets TV, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, easy to find. I went 5-1 and one in the NFL last week. I'm going to do it again. Saints suck, LSU sucks, we're dead, but we're going to win money. Y'all have a good one. Who that? The house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless... Perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this because a little bit that I rushed, it felt like I rushed. It was good, I liked it.